welcome to the White Sox Daily Podcast. Today, I'm your host, Xavier Sanchez. Unfortunately, Ben couldn't be with me tonight. Uh, Hopefully, he feels better and we'll be back next week. Uh, We're going to pick right back up where we left off last week. Uh, a, A pretty subpar week. There are some high points, some low points, some of the same, uh, some really fun games. Um, since we last spoke, we had two series, uh, one versus the Royals, one versus the Twins. The White Sox won four and three during that stretch, seven and three in the last 10. Not too bad. They're still arguably the best team in baseball, sitting at 26 and 16. Uh, they scored the second most runs uh, in the major leagues behind Boston, who just has just, just two more. And they also have the highest run differential. And with that, they also have one of the lowest runs against. They're the best in the majors, and third, third or fourth, I think, behind, or fourth, behind the Mets, San Francisco, and San Diego. Um, a little bit about the games this week. Uh, that... The Royal Series, uh, they had a couple big ones. Uh, another, there was a subpar Giolito start, but he immediately bounced back in his twin start, which was great. Uh, a little bit more on that a little bit later. And then, uh, w- once again, I was at another game. Uh, we talked about how the experience was last week. Um, I lucked out, so the game I attended was the Kansas City Royals-White Sox Sunday game, and beautiful, warm day. Uh, atmosphere is great. Uh, must have been. It felt like there was thirty thousand fans, but really there was probably nine, ten thousand maybe. Um, and that was the Jose Abreu slide. Uh, that game. A couple notes on that one. Just watching it. Uh, that I was. I was a little annoyed. The White Sox that game tend to have multiple uh, times where they would get two quick outs and then get a guy on base, but then could never get that guy in. And this was multiple innings. The White Sox did great at getting guys on base, but struggled to drive them in. And luckily, they finally found a way to get guys on early with no outs, and then they eventually drove in. You saw uh, Tim Anderson got things started with his double, Mercedes hit a big one to drive in a run. Uh, Moncada tried to make sh- or was going to drive in Moncada, but he couldn't. Uh, and then Jose Abreu won. Grandal was up. That was a specifically on that at bat. I was a little nervous. Grandal that day wasn't swinging the bat too well, and I was like, I I, I really did see uh, strike three on him coming if he wasn't going to swing. So luckily, Jose Abreu, you, everyone saw it. Uh, he's the heart and hustle of the team. Uh, biggest heart we've seen on this team forever. Uh, no matter what he does, he'll he'll hit home runs for us. He'll play stellar, our all-star Golden Glove defense. And he's willing to run his butt off to get to home plate on a wild pitch, on which he's not a, a speedy guy. So it was great to see the hustle. Unfortunately, it looks like he's going to be out with an ankle injury for a little bit. But he won us that game. Uh, Mac Mantini was pretty mad about it. At least from all the angles I saw, I'm convinced he's safe. Uh, he seemed to avoid every stretch. There was no definitive answer. So that was great to win that game. 
And then we went into that twin series, having that stellar day. And they picked it up and had some big wins in the twin series. They went 2-1 and one with that Monday night game. We all hate Mondays. And that Monday, uh, it's great to start off with a win. Uh, 16-4. But this game, plenty of pieces out. Uh, you can check out Patrick Flowers' piece from the White Sox Daily. He talks about it a little bit. But they won 16-4, and we couldn't even, White Sox fans could not even ha- enjoy it a little bit. Once again, we're still talking about Tony La Russa not understanding today's game and taking issue with your mean Mercedes and hitting a home run late in the game when they were already up big. And one of my things with it is I think it, baseball's taken way too seriously. The White Sox, to begin with, their motto or marketing theme, as some will say, is change the game. You can't change the game with a guy who's going to be stuck in the past trying to run the team. Uh, these guys have done nothing but put their best efforts, and the game's 27 outs. The, no one should just bow down because they have a big lead or that they're losing early. 27 outs, they should be playing for 27 outs. And your mean Mercedes is a guy who's been trying to make the league 10 years. And he finally is getting his opportunity. He's been probably the best player and best story of the season. And what's wrong with adding another run? Another home run to his personal stats? I know people say baseball is a team sport. But there's so much that goes into signing with the team, arbitration, that these guys should be able to produce and add a little bit to that especially when it's going to factor into their contracts later in the season um but congrats to him uh i'm team mercedes he's a fun guy he's playing really well actually he was struggling in that royal series but that twin series he picked it up uh and had some solid at bats we ended up losing that second game it was uh, kind of a heartbreaker. They they held, they held the lead. Bullpen was a little shaky. Liam Hendricks has had his time, his outings. I think he one positive in this game. He's I think he has twenty six strikeouts to two walks. That's great. Uh, but one of the th- keys to the White Sox that moving forward, I think they need to improve on, is shutting teams down when there's runners on base. Too many uh, inherited runners have been able to be sc- scored. Uh, and a bullpen needs to find ways to minimize that. And then uh, they were able to pick it up uh, th- in Game 3 against Minnesota. One of those nail-biter games, a 2-1 uh, classic game where it's like pitching's great. Offense might straggle a couple hits, but it's the pitching that really got us. Uh, last week when I spoke to you, the two guys I had uh, for my picks this week were Lucas Giolito and Andrew Vaughn. Unfortunately, Andrew Vaughn hasn't been swinging the bat that great. He's had some nice uh, at-bats, but mostly uh, he's he had 11 strikeouts this week and 26 at-bats to just three hits and no walks, which not great. But uh, Giolito, on the other hand, two outings. The first one was that day game uh, against the Royals, uh, which was also where we saw Abreu get hurt initially uh, to a pop-up. 
And for Giolito, that start was kind of ugly. Five runs, six innings. One thing I'm glad the White Sox did in that particular game, just to not eat the bullpen. Uh, some days, even when your starter's not doing well, like allowing a lot of runs, he he gave a couple of home runs in that. So one or two bad pitches, and those were the runs came. But other than that, uh, he wasn't terrible. Seven strikeouts. You got to let guys, especially a uh, key starter, just eat innings sometimes. And then that May 19th game, he was dominant. Eight innings, two hits, one earned run, which that earned run was a Nelson Cruz home run. Can this guy quit already? Uh, 40 years old and still hurting us. There's a great uh, Chris Kampka tweet uh, showing the comparison of his first like 15 or 16 years in the bigs. No. I think it was 13 years against playing against the Sox and measly numbers. And then the last two two or three years, uh, the numbers are way higher. Uh, so that was annoying. And then he had three walks on 11 strikeouts, which most strikeouts this season. I was listening back trying to see what I had said about uh, Giolito and what I was hoping we'd get out of him. What I said was seven-plus uh, innings, three or less runs, I'm pretty sure. Uh, one or fewer walks, he did have three, but who cares. But that 10-plus strikeouts, he did have. So that was exciting. Lowered his ERA by over half a point. And we're looking good. And this week, we got another um, series coming up. This is going to be a tough stretch. The White Sox now have to play 18 games in just 17 games. It starts out with this Yankees series on the road. Then they travel back home for three games. First Cardinals, four versus the Orioles, four away in Cleveland, and then back at home for four more. Uh, this stretch goes through early June. Um, this weekend versus the Yankees. Uh, Yankees, one of those premier games. If you're going to buy a ticket when you go to the games, you know that one's the high dollar amount. And uh, White Sox have not seen much success over the last 10, 20 years against them. And it's I really think they got to continue reversing the tide. Twins had so much success, now it's the White Sox having the success. Yankees dominated them. It's time for the White Sox to dominate. It starts Friday. Rodon versus Montgomery. Rodon last outing. We saw it. Not his best, but not his worst. I look to think he'll... He'll step up and continue what he's been doing all season long. He's going up against Montgomery, who has not been great. Uh, last outing, three innings, five Ks. But he did have two quality starts already this month. So we don't know. Could could see both guys. But I'll take the White Sox on that one. The next game, Dylan Cease versus Garrett Cole. Uh, Dylan Cease, another underrated guy on the White Sox. No, he's people are talking about him. But not to the same extent we see about Rodon. Uh, Cease has been pulling some really strong starts. I was lucky enough to see actually two Cease starts. And the way he has a couple of times where he's like struggles for a few batters. But he finds a way to get out of those innings with some great uh, strike threes, strikeouts on these guys. And then Garrett Cole. That one's going to be a tough one. Garrett Cole's probably the best pitcher in uh, at least the AL, at least to me. Uh, he's had, for a few years now, 
been one of the best. So that's going to be a tough game, our hitting. Uh, but we'll go down the lineup in a sec. I think our guys compare and should be a solid outing. And then Sunday, it wraps up with Keuchel versus Jameson Tylon. Uh, Tylon has 46 strikeouts this year to just 10 walks. And he's pitching. That's that's the only plus to him. He's striking out guys and not walking a ton. But he's giving up a ton of runs. So Keuchel, who's been pretty hot as of late, had a nice outing versus the Twins. He'll look to match up pretty well. But our White Sox this week, um, they're going to have a night game to start off the, the series and then two day games. White Sox are 8-8 eight eight in day games. They need to build on that while there's 12 and 8 in night games. And just 6-6 six and six versus 500 teams. Haven't seen a lot of 500 teams, but that's okay. I, I believe a true champion is beating down on not just the good teams, but putting away their division, as we've seen. Uh, Cleveland's now two and a half games. Casey's six games back. Detroit's ten, and Minnesota's eleven and a half games in the Central. And the White Sox are going to continue to build on that all season long. A little bit before we wrap up is our offense. Uh, one of Mike last year we saw him hit a ton of home runs, which in due time. Our offense will return to home runs. Uh, we're slowly picking it back up, picking it back up a little bit here and there. But this is a team that's hitting really well. They have the best average. They're walking a ton. And they're being aggressive. Uh, strikeouts are tough to see some days. But I'll take a strikeout and that there's not, not a called third strikeout, but a swing strikeout, that they're being aggressive. They're not sitting back. That's that's the tough thing with Grundell. You want to see him swing because he's a good good hitter, but if he can find that walk, I'll take it. Some of the guys this past seven-game stretch that performed were Mercedes, Moncada, Garcia. Garcia, is, we have an issue with, like, he he struggled, but he's really picking it up as of late. A uh, couple notes on him. Five-game hit streak. Uh, he has a hit in six of his seven games in the past two series, and he has three multi-hit games. I'm sure if I dug, that might be the most. I know his ten hits are the most during that stretch. And then uh, a note on Moncada. He's got now in eight straight games uh, a hit and a walk, uh, which is unheard of in White Sox history. There's very few people who have done that. And that's great. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, White Sox have struggled with getting on base via a walk these last few years. And they were not doing that well. But this year, they're one of the best top five in the league. They have 176, which is about 10 more than the sixth place team. And with five to ten of the next two places in the standings for that and that's great uh you want to buy people are afraid of like they don't enjoy a player getting walked they're like oh it's not as like eventful for a fan but it's great for a winning team you want guys on bases and that's what they're doing so uh kudos to them uh keep walking but that requires the rest of your guys to uh, drive them in. You can't let these guys get stranded. It's happened a ton, but um, we'll see how that goes. One last note on 
our walking abilities. Um, in this past series, we've seen 35 walks to 59 strikeouts overall. But that twin series, they really stepped up. 18 walks to just 22 strikeouts. It's great when you see more walks to strikeouts. But even to have them pretty close, any team will take that. And that's what they did in the twin series. Uh, and not just that, but they had 24 extra base hits throughout that those last two series. So they are driving people in and get, getting on base a ton. Lastly, before we wrap up, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully this wasn't too awful without a co-host, a second co-host. Um, just wanted to throw a couple things in here before uh, we wrapped up, just to keep, get you guys up to date with what's going on in the White Sox world. To wrap up here, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the White Sox Daily with your host this week, Xavier Sanchez. Uh, look for a big couple series against... Uh, with the New York Yankees and against the White Sox away. They'll look to pull out a couple wins there and return home and get a couple more against the Cardinals. But remember to go White Sox and keep on winning. Last note here, if you haven't already, make sure you check out some of our articles on WhiteSoxDaily.com. And to listen to this, the last podcast episode with Ian Eskridge, who spoke with Birmingham Barrams and White Sox prospect Andrew Perez, their southpaw, a great episode. So once again, thank you for listening to this episode of White Sox Daily, and have a great day.